Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello out there in Radio Land. This is Hank Hill, Assistant Manager, Strickland Propane. Come on down to Strickland where you can get a great deal on the new Char King 320 Propane Grill. We have other propane grills and propane accessories for your grilling needs. So come on down. Mention this ad for an extra 5% off of your next propane tank fill-up. by Strickland Propane, Harlan, Texas. Uh, have a great day. podcast i am mike and i'm rusty rusty we're back from a uh uh not really planned break no you know yeah. i we, think it was the end of the year blues got a little, oh, we little, got a little sniffles got a little ill yeah, yeah a little nothing sniffles. big nothing but, huge uh, just uh i'm alive just seasonal <laughs> <laughs> would you say there mason i'm alive he's alive case mason. Anybody was wondering. Here. man mason got sick i got sick rusty got sick yeah it's just crazy. i think it's just some seasonal it was just the weather changes because yeah. yeah. one day it's 10 the next day it's yeah. 40 and then the next day it's like well, 68 literally <laughs> a week from today it was 15th today it's about 75 degrees outside yeah easy like yeah. i wore a sweater and regret every yeah. minute of it yeah. stepping outside it's crazy so, yeah it is nuts I think that's what is it's that seasonal oh, shift. Oh sure, yeah. Because Texas never knows what season it is. When you end up sniffing and snorting a lot and snorting all that crap in and all that stuff. So. Yeah, don't snort crap. Welcome to our uh, our mucus podcast. Our mucus podcast. So we are at uh, season three, episode nine. Season three, episode nine. Pretty pretty dresses. And this is uh, to kick off the new year, guys. Yeah, this yeah. will be our first yeah, Monday right. episode of the year. So this one starts before the credits. Uh, we've got Bill and everybody else out in the alley. Yeah. Uh, and he just starts sobbing. Sobbing. Just sobbing. a good old hard sob. And you hear sleigh bells playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, the, 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 the thing I took from this that I really liked is, uh, so you hear the sleigh bells, so you know it's Christmas. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but the grass is brown outside. That's a good, good uh, little tip they put in there because yeah. Texas, I mean, the grass turns brown during the winter. It right? does turn brown, but yep. yet all the guys in the alley are standing around with short sleeve shirts. So 
that's that's very much what we were talking about. It with is the very weird, much what we were talking yeah, about. You yeah. don't know whether it's short. What like in, in Texas in the wintertime, you leave outside. It may be oh, yeah. thirty degrees, but by yeah. midday it's seventy. Yeah, it's yeah. a forty degree difference in a day. Well, yeah. I don't think that like people complain about being cold or being hot or whatever right, wherever right. their climates are. But is there is there anywhere else in the United States where you experience? I don't know. Maybe three seasons in a day. Maybe the desert. Uh, you know, like Arizona or someplace like that, New Mexico. I don't know. You guys tell us. Yeah, I'm not really sure but either. I know, it is, I know it's, it's a huge it's, swing. It's just too big of a swing. Well, I guess the desert does do that. And then, uh, God forbid, it rains here for five minutes, then the temperature changes abruptly also. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah just, I don't know. Texas is weird. So we go right into the credits. Uh, no bell, no yell. No bell, no yell. Uh, we are back in the um, in the alleyway with everybody. Bill is still sobbing like crazy. Uh, and we still hear uh, sleigh bells ring, you know, that thing playing in the background. Ring, ding, 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 ding. He's crying, 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 and then he goes, I do love Christmas. Just like that. Just, well, just like from one to the through next. Christmas. <laughs> I do yeah, love he's Christmas. sobbing through this whole sentence. I'd like to celebrate the anniversary of when the Lord left me seven years ago, Christmas Eve. Best thing that ever happened to me. Yep. <laughs> Hank, <laughs> Hank, and the rest of the guys not knowing what well, to say. That's, that's, nice, Bill. that's nice, Bill. Yeah. What he's, do you say to that? <laughs> he said, I, I tell you what, holidays are the least lonely time of the year. And then he just walks off sobbing and crying. Yeah, this whole episode's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of dark. It is. It's very dark. For a Christmas episode. Usually you don't <laughs> get Christmas episodes covered in suicide like this yeah, whole true. thing that's is true. like i guess we do need to make of like his... a little disclaimer right? yeah 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 we, we can you know yeah. so suicide is real it's affected me personally in my life yeah uh, i've lost a lot of good people in my life to suicide uh really really close friend in 2016 uh decided to take his life that way just remember everybody you are not removing the pain from the world when you do that to yourself you're just passing it on to 100 other people that's true so you know if if you're going through hard stuff in life hey reach out to us i reach out to me i'll talk to you you know uh, uh like i said i've dealt with it too oh, yeah. much in Absolutely. life and, and it's and it's really crazy because i asked my dad did this phenomenon exist in your childhood or, yeah. or your youth yeah. when you were in your you know teens and 20s? And he said he couldn't think of a soul really? that had killed himself huh. in the, in, through his 60s, 70s, 80s. It wasn't until the 90s that he he was in his, in, in his late 30s when a friend yeah. killed himself. But up until that point, he had never experienced it. You huh. know, he never had to deal with it. It's, it's something that just wasn't it's the GMOs. in his... Yeah, it's the GMOs. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we want to make sure that we, we give that all the serious. Yeah, yeah, get all the serious stuff out yeah. of the way before yeah. we try to make fun and light of suicide. So Hank walks off saying, uh, you know, I feel like a cookie. Bill's always got some cookies laying around probably. And so he walks off and he goes over to Bill's. Bill is um, a cookie. He goes into Bill's house because the door is just wide open. Uh, and you see. Bill? Yeah. <laughs> well, you see all of the old Christmas decoration everywhere. The Lenore stocking. The Lenore presents. But it's kind of weird how everything's just splayed through the house. Yeah. He doesn't really have... Well, he's it's, halfway through like wrapping the toaster. he's halfway through wrapping the toaster yeah. that's been sitting there already. It's probably got breadcrumbs in it, and he's oh, wrapping yeah, it yeah, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so he just asks for him, and Bill comes out of the kitchen sniffling. He's, oh, hey, hey, buddy. I was just cleaning up for baby Jesus' birthday as he, like, pushes everything aside and tries to hide everything. Uh, and Hank says, well, good. I uh, just wanted to make sure that you'd be coming over for dinner, you know, until the holidays are over. So this is, I guess, a yearly thing. They have to have Bill over just so he doesn't kill yeah, himself. Yeah, it's, it's the suicide watch for Bill week, yeah. you know, <laughs> which, uh, which, you know, that's the thing that I didn't really get a lot about this episode is, I don't know if I had a friend that was struggling that bad, like, yeah. you, they just, they literally have watch, they, you know, like oh, watches yeah. to watch this yeah. guy. I feel like you would have to have your buddy committed at this point. If this is a... 
No yearly, kidding, man. No a yearly kidding. thing because how long has Lenore been gone at this point? Almost a decade. Like I, I think yeah, in I think another he said episode, seven like seven years. Yeah, he said seven in years in this earlier. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. it's like seven years of you watching your buddy every seven Christmas. years is a long damn time. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. He says, "I'm just cleaning up for baby Jesus' birthday as he's hiding everything." And Hank says, "Well, I just want to make sure you're coming over." Uh, and he says, "Oh yeah, I'm coming." While he's hiding the dead Christmas tree in the <laughs> yeah. closet, the dead Christmas tree that is the same one since Lenore the holidays stopped when she left. Yes, yeah, so yeah, he, he just, just, he, just he, kept he's everything. stuck in a. Uh, it's like Groundhog Day. He's stuck yeah. in a time warp. He says, I've cleaned my calendar through the end of the year and a good chunk of the next. Uh, okay, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, Bill, these old gifts aren't for Lenore, are they? He goes, oh, no, no, no. She'll come back. She'll be happy. I saved everything. He said, Bill, you got to face the facts. She's not. And then Bill starts breaking down. Yep. Uh, he says, well, it's very unlikely that. And then Bill breaks down a little more. And he says, well, well I guess you never know. Freakish things, things do, do happen. happen yeah. And Bill's just like, yes, yes, they do. Thank you. So now we're at the uh, the dinner table at the Hills house. You got Bill, you got Hank, you got Peggy, you got Luann and Bobby. And uh, uh, Peggy, unaware of anything ever, uh, says uh, she's going through envelopes. She says, I've received a few more responses for our party. Rudy Beaker, v- yes, VIP. VIP. Uh, and then Bill. This is <laughs> This is one of the funniest things to me here. That he just is going to bring everybody down with him. Oh, he does every He's, every chance he gets. He he, says, he has to he has to bring you down with he him. He says yeah. all this talk about people makes me think about uh, breakups. Breakups. You ever think about that dead, dead boyfriend, boyfriend of yours, Louis? <laughs> she goes, uh, well, <laughs> he says, wonder if you'll ever find someone again. I mean, most people just get the one relationship in this life, and then it just goes to Peggy and Louis, and their mouths are just agape. I mean, just just like. <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, that is. Peggy wow. finally cluing in says, Luann, honey, you, you can help me serve at the party. You were such a wonderful host last year. And Luann's still just dazed. She's like, uh, what? <laughs> Bobby, of course, <laughs> you know, not clued in yet. I can help, Mom. I'll be the hostess with the mostess. Uh, and of course, that makes Hank sigh. Uh, Bill then says, um, Mary Margaret, uh, wasn't that the name of the girl who dumped you, Bobby? He said, Marie. Oh, Marie. Yeah, she was cute. <laughs> There's a continuity issue here, too, I yeah. wanted to talk about. So What's if you that? look at his plate, uh, when they first talk about it, you see uh, all you see on Bobby's plate is some red. It's just like a pile of red okay. anonymous, and it's just like a small little bit. Okay. And then when you see it again... It's brown oh. and it's like the whole place. It's like abundance. Of well, maybe it, so maybe it's like it a weird animation. Like started thing. to melt. Maybe know? maybe it started to melt. And as it know. melts, it it loses color. Maybe I don't, yeah, know. I don't know either. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like know that I would want to eat what Peggy makes anyway. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, well, Peg- you can't mess up eggs and bacon. So if it was eggs and bacon, <sighs> maybe can you? Oh man, yeah, can you, you mess can up mess a fried egg? Oh yeah, you could overcook. You can overfry. Yeah, or undercook it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it when he gets like that little lace stuff around the edges. That that means you're cooking it too fast. Oh yeah, you know, it gets I know like what you're crispy around the edge. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. that part. I don't want a crispy egg. Uh, she says, "Well, maybe we can talk about something else." He goes, "Oh yeah, 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 sure. Remember Bob Cecil, Peggy? You went to a basketball game together. You liked him." She goes, uh, "Well, that was tenth grade, and no, I didn't." He said, "Yeah, you did, but he didn't like you." And then you get just a wow. very angry Peggy face. Uh, then we see the Hills mailbox. Uh, they've got it all done up for Christmas. It's got a wreath on the front of it. Uh, Hank says, uh, uh, shouldn't you be doing this? Because Bobby is serving eggs and bacon. Yeah, he's sitting uh, there serving. <laughs> shouldn't you be doing this, Peggy? Yeah. She goes, he likes serving. Uh, uh, after last night's miracle, I have my appetite back at all. 
I just don't see why Bill must ruin all of our dinners. <laughs> and Bobby says, personally, I, I could, could live, live without, without him. him. She says, me too. Uh, you know, that's a funny thing in the trivia, too, that that's I was reading. Because they have the trivia or whatever that we, we, we go through every week. Well, the, one of the trivia pieces on this specifically said that fans considered this uh, I guess this is a consensus among fans. One of the darkest, if not the darkest episode in the entire King of the Hill series. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it gets pretty dark. It, it does get pretty dark, but it, there's yeah. got to be something darker. Is there anything darker than this? Like, out of all three, what, 200, whatever episodes it is? Well, there's the one Halloween episode that they wouldn't show anymore. The Pygmalion yeah. episode. That one, yeah. yeah that one's kind of dark, too. I think that's probably as close as you get, though, right? That one is more disturbing than dark, though, I think. I think it's, I don't but know. That's true. Yeah, that one's more disturbing that's than dark. True. But either way, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Hank. Good stuff. Hank here and all this says, Peggy, a little more than 20 years ago, I set Arlen High's single season Russian record. <laughs> yeah, I love Shh. this. This is my favorite, like, scene <laughs> of the whole show <laughs> he here. He says, yeah. sure, I had legs like a jackrabbit, but Bill Doe tree blocked for me and a running back who forgets his front line. That's a man I wouldn't want to have dinner with. Shame, Shame on you. Shame on you both. both. <laughs> he just gets up yeah, and He's pissed at everybody in the room. All right. We are back at the dinner table. Shame on you. Shame on you all. Yeah. We're back at the dinner table now and Bill's there. Now he has an iguana. Yeah. And Peggy's pronunciation of iguana here is I love pretty it. funny. Yeah. He's uh, he's trying to feed the iguana a little carrot. Yeah, here you go, darling. Come on, mm, come on, eat up. Uh, and and <laughs> Hank just staring at him says, "So uh, were they out of the dogs there, Bill?" <laughs> no, no, no. Iguanas are very trendy these days. You see them in cigar, cigar bars, bars with movie stars. Come on, come on, Lenore. Peggy's like, "You named it Lenore?" He goes, "Well, yeah. I thought he looked like he looked like a oh, Lenore. Lenore yeah. I think he's just not very hungry right now. I mean, with so many new people." And then he just stares at Luann, and she's like, should, should I leave? I leave? <laughs> he says, thank you. She just gets up and leaves dinner. That's just nuts. Yeah, that was nuts. That was weird. Uh, he says, uh, he says he, he gets out a little uh, like pill bottle and puts a dead roach on the table, or what you think is dead. And he says, don't worry, it's dead, when everybody gasps at it. Then the thing moves its legs. And then the iguana jumps off his his shoulder and goes after the damn roach on table on the, the oh, dinner table. Yeah, it's just disgusting. That's just rude, man. Yeah, it's very rude. Super rude. They're kind of yeah. gross. My my uh, my son used to have uh, bearded dragons, mm-hmm. and uh, you got to feed them live mice and stuff like that, and then live yeah. crickets and yeah, things. No, thank you. And uh, yeah. Pretty good on that. I'm Actually, all good. one of them had a weird thing. It was a female one, and yeah. she had this. Uh, they had to put her down because she was. Uh, they call it uh, a e- lizard sack. egg egg baron or something. When the egg won't come out and the egg's just oh. like stuck in the little egg area, you can just like squeeze it out. No, you can't squeeze it like out. Toothpaste. Or anything. No. <laughs> well, well, that's what I thought you'd be able to do, but it like turns their whole back of their body black. Oh lord, that's what happened to her. Like her whole back of her body was black, and then. Uh, I yeah, don't they, had to, they had to. They had to put her down. I never wanted an iguana. I've like, never wanted any kind like of lizard. God, if I get a lizard, that'd like be that. great. I just have never. I Mason, knew some. Red lizard? Uh, well, when I was in Florida, we um we saw lizards all the time. I knew some people who, a uh, one guy who uh, some people who had pythons. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. L- you know the little like when they're babies. Yeah. You know, yeah, like the little you said that was that was where. This was when I was still in Florida. Oh, you know, Florida. Hey, you know ice. if it gets too cold in Florida, they just like start raining they fall out iguanas. Of the trees. Yeah, yeah, they they'll they'll yeah. be on the news and it'll just, just be raining iguanas. Fall out of the trees. Yeah. yeah. 
so uh, we are uh, in the bedroom. Hank is uh, folding up his pants. I, I just love that little that little thing where the belt's still in the pants, and he j- takes the pants and just folds it in half and puts it on the table. You know, like signifying that, that he wears one pair of pants. He's got to wear week. that same pair of pants. Yeah. that's right. Which, that's if it. you're a working man and you're wearing jeans, that's yeah. what jean the, yeah. they didn't used to wash. That's the whole point of the, like the that's invention it. of jean materials to sure. not have to wash your clothes as often. But Peggy is telling him, I cannot eat another meal with Bill at our dinner table. No. Hank says, why? Bill seemed a lot happier tonight. I, I mean, good God, come on. She goes, honey, that... And how does she say it? Ijuana. 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 It's a cry for help. A hissing, disease-ridden cry for help. Then we see the doorknob twisting and... and Luann, knock! Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he, he assumes it's Luann. Well, no, it's Bill in his, in his bathrobe, just coming on in. He says, I had a bad dream. Uh, I dreamt that Lenore came back and stole Lenore, and that Lenore drove off with Lenore, and I ran down the street after him and yelled, Lenore, Lenore, Lenore. and then my teeth fell out. <laughs> and then my teeth fell out. <laughs> Peggy, you were there. Can I sleep uh, in your living room? Then my teeth fell out. Uh, this is my, this is another one. This is one of my all-time she, favorite lines in this particular episode. So she, uh, Hank sighs, and he goes, yes, Bill, yeah. you know, letting him sleep on the couch yeah. or whatever. And she goes, I'm giving you 24 <laughs> hours to get me out of that man's dreams. <laughs> get me out of that man's <laughs> yeah. dreams. fantastic. All right, we're back in the alley uh, with Bill and Hank and, of course, the iguana. Uh, and I'm assuming this is the next day because Bill is asking about uh, dinner. He says, shall we? Uh, Hank says, uh, no. He says, you need a minute? He goes, uh, Bill, I want to have dinner with just the family tonight. He says, you don't want me coming to dinner? He said, well, why don't you just take the night to uh, practice being happy, okay? He goes, oh, okay, that's fine. No practice problem. I happy. like eating alone. I prefer it even. No well, offense to your family. Why can't he, <laughs> and I know why, but why can't he just eat with, if he has to eat with somebody, why can't it be Boomhauer? Or, well, that's or, what I'm saying at this point, or, uh, right? Dale. Why, because Hank has to always take charge of this. Yeah. Well, remember, remember this, guys. Without... Bill blocking for him. Hank couldn't have been the lead rusher in Arlen High. It's true. So you Bo- got a bulldozer, and and now he's got a block for the bulldozer. That's right. That's what he's doing. He's got a Hank, block for Hank's, him in life. Hank's blocking for him in life. Which you know, uh, if you have any friends like this, they're really not your friends. I don't feel like if you have to prop them up every day of their life for years well, and yes. years and years and years it's different if like i mean if it's they years go and through years, sure. yeah well, well, at this point we know it's yeah. been at least seven years yeah most of a decade he doesn't want to get better you know, personally true. like even after like a year if there's no like forward progress and you yeah. try to help somebody for yeah. a year that's six months too long yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, i'm not trying to sound cold because you know, you know help your friends if you can but the poor thing is bill's Again, just help his the friends friend. that want help. That want help, but yeah, also he's go. just your friend. He's not your family. I, I'm sounding cold right now, but yeah, there's yeah, only yeah. so much you can do. For no, you're right. Family. you're right. There's only so much you can do. And Hank right. won't even do what he does for Bill for his own family, for and some the, of his own family members. Yeah. The weird thing to me is that later on we find out that Bill's got an extensive family. You yeah, know, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a big family. He just has no idea. He comes idea. from a big family yeah. too, like a regal yeah. type. Uh, you know, yeah. Louisiana, yeah, the Bayou. Well, I also I can't imagine like it's fun. I mean, his 
we all know how bad his dad was. And yeah. I, do we? Ever, I forget. Do we know what happened? Where Bill's mom is? Is she just dead? I, I don't. I don't, think I don't we remember know. Uh, yeah. them ever saying anything about Bill's mom. So I mean, there could be some turmoil there too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's. Uh, I think it's counterproductive to help somebody the way that they help him, and they don't really help him. They just like, mm. all right, y'all watch, y'all watch, and make sure you don't do nothing stupid. You yeah. know, yeah. granted, kind of granted, they're not, they're not psychologists. They no, don't, they're not. No. They're they don't bunch care of, about any of this crap. to stand in the back backyard and talk about beer and well, without bait and without Bill there, uh, Peggy says it's just wonderful. The food even smells better. Smells better. They're having their dinner, <laughs> and then I we guess the stink of Bill <laughs> takes over the uh, overpowering then, aroma of the food. Then we see Bill over at his house trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he fumbles and breaks the one plate he has. One plate. And so he, he this then, is depressing as shit. Oh my god, this scene is awful. Then he just gets the hot. <laughs> wet noodles out of the water <laughs> flops them on the counter eats them with a fork and then drinks the he doesn't even the, eat it out of the pan no so, so back when i was eats them off the counter by myself and <laughs> cooking for myself and didn't have a wife uh yeah. you know there's times where i've cooked spaghetti and ate it straight out of the oh, sure. container yeah, i cooked it, it in to save pot. on dishes yeah. but he threw like he it's threw just it the fact the- that he scoops it out <laughs> slaps it on the counter and then drinks the cold sauce because you gotta put the sauce in the pan for the sauce not to only be drinks warm. the cold sauce he glugs it he's yeah, just like he's like like marinara to the to the to the head you know <laughs> so we're we're back over at the hills house and they're just having a grand old time and and uh hank is saying and then the clint eastwood character would say that propane tank is empty Everybody laughs. He says, wouldn't that be a good movie? Bobby's like, good. That'd be a great movie. And then the says, would you direct it, Uncle Hank? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe me or your Aunt Peggy. I ever tell you all about how that. And then and, we and see Bill. Boom, and he goes back to Bill. You know, that's the thing I wanted to talk about. staring like a creep. How many times has, you, has your dad told you a story that you've heard a thousand times that started out, man, I ever tell you about that oh, time. Yeah. Every yeah. story from a dad, that's like a dad thing. Like it's a part of the dad lexicon. You have to, you have to have that. Well, son, did I ever tell you that one story I've done told you 40,000 times yet? <laughs> <laughs> man, my dad never tells me stories. He just, really? we just talk about stuff. He never tells me stories. He might've, but like, what do y'all talk about? Oh, I have to pull if the he's stories not from my dad stories. too. I have to ask we for stories. Talk about you know, stuff's going on in the world. Oh. You don't, I, man. Hey, Dad, if you ever listen to this, tell me more about your past. I want to know more. <laughs> there you go. You got to ask, too. I had to ask a lot of stuff for my dad. There's a lot of questions that you, you just got to just Did I ever tell you? Did I ever ask you, Dad, this question? You know. So Bill is outside just staring like a creeper at the family. Yeah, he is. And something finally clicks in him, and he just takes off over to uh, Hank's garage, grabs his ladder, yep. and starts taking off with it. And as he, yeah, as he grabs yeah. the ladder, he he hooks the Christmas lights, and so they start unplugging. Uh, Hank sees that, goes outside, and uh, he goes, "Oh, my ten footer's gone." Dale, yep. Bill, or Bill, probably, probably Dale. Dale. What are you doing there, Bill? He sees him over on the next. Yeah, he's house. on the roof fixing the lights. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's on the roof fixing the lights, and he sees Bill over on the top of his house. He says, "What are you doing there, Bill?" The goes, satellite trouble. Yeah, I'm just up here to kill myself. What? <laughs> what? And then he rolls off, falls. And then Bill just rolls right off the roof. Well, the thing that blows my mind, too, in this is Hank didn't hit the ladder when he ju- when he goes to go protect Bill or f- yeah. see if Bill's okay. He jumps off the corner of the house. Oh, yeah. He literally slides down the roof, jumps off the roof, and then runs over there. Hank's tough, So, too. you know, this, uh, this, this says that, uh, guys, if you, if you eat right, if you eat plenty of red meat— <laughs> A lot of potatoes. If you mow your yard once a week, sure. 
if you take care of uh, you know all of the uh, honeydew lists, love God and your you, dog, love God and your dog, and you'll be yep. able to jump off roofs at forty-one years old with true. no problem. That's true. And that is where we get a commercial break, and we will take one as well. Hey guys, this is Mike from uh, Bois. Uh, I'm here with Rusty, and I wanted to tell you about something that's coming up. Uh, RogueCon 23 here in Waco, Texas. This is a creator's con that we're going to have January 20th through the 22nd. Three days of family-themed fun. Uh, we're bringing creators from all over, and we're talking TikTokers, YouTubers, uh, podcasters, uh, anybody and everybody that creates. Uh, we're bringing them here to town. And we're doing it across six locations downtown. It's going to be a huge uh, three-day weekend that uh, I don't think this city's ever seen. Uh, it's going to be some cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, for creator cons. We've never had a creator convention before. So we're going we're gonna to have it at six different locations, like I said. Uh, we'll be doing uh, live podcasts. We'll be doing uh, demos, panels. Uh, got a guy who's going to throw some snakes at you. Uh, I've got, uh, uh, maybe some wrestling. I've got tons of live music, live events. Uh, and you can check it all out at roguecon23.com. That is R O G U E C O N 23.com. Get your tickets. It's 10 bucks a day, or you can get the whole damn weekend for 20 bucks, which I don't know of any sort of value like that. That is, that's, that's a fantastic a deal. value. That's a steal and a deal. And in addition, everything you go to those three days uh, you get a ticket for. You take those tickets and you show up on Sunday, throw them in the hopper, and we're going to be giving away prizes. Oh, wow. So it's a good yeah, weekend. A it's a great way to do some stuff in the new year. Again, January 20th through the 22nd here in Waco, Texas, six locations all in downtown Waco. Go to roguecon23.com for your tickets. Do it now. All right, we are back, and uh, now everybody is out in front of Bill's house because Bill is sitting on his stoop with a sling. Uh, he has been taken care of by the group, and now you've got Dale and uh, his wife, and you've got uh, Boomhauer, and you've got Peggy and, and Hank, and they're all s trying to figure out what they're going to do about Bill. Yeah, yeah. Right? So they're all standing in front of the house, and Peggy says one of the most astute things I've ever heard her say you know who I feel sorry for in all this? Bill. Bill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, no shit. Duh. <laughs> that's what it's about. Yeah. Well, that, that, again, that goes to show you how big of a piece of shit Peggy is. If she, that's her first thought is, you know who I feel sorry for in all of this? Yeah, Bill. Yeah. Well, duh. Because she first considered herself, I'm yeah, sure. Her, yeah, yeah it's first she considered herself. <laughs> Maybe Bobby and the family after that. She but, says, we need to find him a psychiatrist. Hank, having none of this. This says, is crazy. He's this, just this suicidal, Peggy. He's yeah. not crazy. We got to watch him constantly until he snaps out of it. Then Dale pops up and says, I don't think Bill's going to snap out of it. There's nothing we can do but sit back and watch the bloodbath. <laughs> Hank says, no, wow. he's our friend. Now, Dale, you make your own hours, so you take the day shift. I'll take nights. Boom, hour, late afternoon to early evening. Then Bill says, can I have another codeine, please? So they've been feeding Man, this guy codeine again. also. Well, because he broke his arm. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're feeding him he, codeine. His arm doesn't stay him. broke very long, by the way. No, nah, they're 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 sedating just, him with codeine. It's just sprung, I guess. 
He done sprung. Yeah, he uh, he's a psych patient without the the ward at this point. They're they're taking care of him at home. He just <laughs> says, "Can I have another codeine?" And Dale's like, "Quiet, Dale. We're trying. Uh, quiet, Bill. We're trying to do something over here." And it's so funny how they uh, they infantize him. That they was inf- infantilize infantilize him. Infantilize. They turn him into a kid. Yeah. Uh, they do that a lot to him. They they undermine his adultness. Well, and he turn does him into act a child. like it. He does, and he, he does asks it to himself. For it yeah, yeah, no, he does. He does. He he, he definitely needs. And that's where it comes back to the conversation earlier, where I'm like, is he really your friend? Yeah. And at this point, you're just well. A, he'll be like Hank. What's my babysitter. opinion? You know? Yeah. What Hank? Please tell me what I'm supposed yeah, to be thinking exactly. right now. Yeah. So now we're Fall back. from grace too. I really hope that when they revamp him, like if they revamp him for the new season, that mm-hmm. we get a. We get a bill who has overcome all of these issues. Oh, I don't. You don't. I hope we get a bill that's worse off. You think you, you want a bill that's yeah, worse? I want. I don't know. I kind of want. I, I kind of want to see like a cha- like Bill championing <laughs> championing himself, and then like the sorrow be passed off to like Dale or something like that. Like I, I want, don't know. I want Bill to not be able to leave his house because he's like nine hundred pounds now, and they have to like d- cut the wall out to get him they out. They have to bury him in a piano box, kind of thing. That's <laughs> yeah. what I want. I want that bill. Uh, so <laughs> Hank and Bill are in Bill's living room. Um, <clears throat> Hank sees a, uh, a steak knife, number one, and goes, ooh, that shouldn't be there, and hides it in the couch like that's going to help. Yeah. Uh, he says, so maybe you ought to get to bed and get to try to sleep this thing off. Sleep this thing off. Sleep off suicide. Guys. Yeah, sleep it, yeah, sleeping it off. He says, all I do is sleep. I guess I'm just getting in practice for huh? the big sleep. For huh? the big, long sleep. And Hank's oh, like, oh, yeah. God. Oh, God, Bill. <laughs> said, Come on, Bill. This How about is funny a beer? right here. Beer's he, a depressant, Hank. He goes, Don't, Don't be go blaming, blaming the beer. The beer. <laughs> that's right. So he goes into the kitchen. Bill, but if you are depressed, beer's not going to help you. That's yeah. true. Bill comes running in, uh, sticks his head in the oven, uh, and Hank says, uh, it's, electric, "It's electric, Bill." Bill. He goes, "Well, it's still getting pretty hot." Oh wow! So <laughs> that 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 didn't even that didn't even click in my head when I watched the show. Yeah, is that really a method of suicide that people have used? Is gas oh, themselves yeah. out in the oven? Oh yeah, that's crazy. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and so, uh, next we see Bill just face down on his bed. It, there's a, there's a tendency in this show for anybody that gets depressed. They just go face down into something. Bobby on the carpet, Bill into the bed. Yeah. You know, it, they just go face they down. They go face down into something. And yeah. again, uh, this, this, this part of it shows again, how they infantilize them and turn them into a, a big baby all the time. Sure. Which he is, he is the character that gets big babied. Yeah, says, Dale gets Dale gets big babied sometimes, but this like Bill is every episode they're babying him for in some way, shape, or form. Hank says, "All right, we'll do this the hard way." And they're in his bedroom now. He says, "Where do you keep your pajamas?" pajamas. So, and so he starts going through the drawers. Yeah. And he says, "Okay, you want baseball players or uh, the hey, oh, hey what's, what's this fancy fancy one? one?" He goes, "Oh, I like the way silk feels on my skin. Silks for pantyhose, Bill." He goes, "They're all I got. You got a wife?" He goes, "Put them on." He throws the PJs at his head. No, I don't want to. Tells him to put his arms up. He takes off his damn shirt for him. Yeah, he's he, dressing him. He brushes his teeth for him. Uh, and then... Uh, you know, and that's... I just don't... Again, it's just really hard for me to comprehend doing this for another human being yeah. at all. Like, yeah. changing them, brushing their teeth. Well, and then he's sleeping next to him, you know, and Bill wakes up and Hank's nodded off and Bill sticks his head in the in the drawer of the side table yeah, and tries to smack his head in. His head in, in the drawer, like, <laughs> come on, he's Bill. Like, Damn it, Bill. Uh, and then the next one we see is Dale watching over Bill. Uh, he is sitting across from him in the living room with a gun in his hand, a uh, rifle, 
And he says, yeah, okay. So that's another, that's another thing that the trivia had listed was the fact that prior to this scene, Bill has attempted to kill himself numerous times already. And the fact that Dale is holding a shotgun in his hand and he doesn't try to like, you know, challenge Dale to, you know, suicide by Dale. Bill tries to, Bill tries to get up and he goes, nah, he says, I have to tinkle. He says, not my watch. Not on my watch. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so we are uh, back at Bill's, uh, and uh, now it, I'm assuming it's a few days later, or maybe the next day. We got Bill depressed in front of the TV, just not moving. Yeah. In the kitchen, you've got Dale, uh, Hank, and Boomhauer all talking. Oh no, you skipped the whole scene there. Uh, you skipped the. Oh, that's right, because Boomhauer watches. Boomhauer watches him. So during Boomhauer's right. watch, Boomhauer's at the bar with a chick. Well, Boomhauer takes him to Uglies. Yeah, so Uglies a cowboy <laughs> saloon. Yeah, it is a cowboy saloon. Uh-huh. And uh, so Boomhauer, being a being you know being a ladies man, he's at the bar. So you got Bill sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, Lenore and I used to come here and watch people." Well, he's talking to like the bartender that. also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he talks to the bartender. Yeah. And uh, he just has yeah. enough of it. Runs out into traffic, and runs he's, he's going to run in front of this diesel. It's just going to run him down. And then you see the perspective, and the diesel's like three blocks away or whatever. <laughs> And Boomhauer comes running out and pulls him right back pulls in. Pulls him back inside. Well, it's funny because I like that scene, too. So, shout out to Wes Archer on the direction on that, too. So, you have the you think the 18-wheeler is going to go straight mm-hmm. and hit him. Yeah. Then the 18-wheeler honks their horn and then really slowly just takes a left turn <laughs> instead yeah. of going yeah. straight. Like a, yeah. like, a away, yeah. like a block away from him. Like a block away, yeah. There's a great scene in a movie called – have you ever seen a movie called Top Secret? No, I don't think I've seen that so one. So, Top Secret is um, – Who's the guy that was in Top Gun? Uh, not Tom Cruise, but the other one. Val Kilmer. Val yes. Kilmer. Yeah, so yeah, Val yeah. Kilmer's the main guy in this, and he plays like this, almost like you know, you know the old Elvis movies. You know, he plays that kind of character. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's a rock and roller in, a, yeah, in yeah, Germany yeah. or whatever, making a surf movie, and uh, he fights Nazis in this. Right. Oh wow. At one point, there it's this is all about the perspective thing. At one point, you you see this this scene. And I will never forget this. There's just this big old-timey phone ringing off the hook, right? And there's a Nazi way over in the corner, and he hears the phone, and he's, he comes to it. But then you realize that the phone is just, like, gigantic. So <laughs> you see this yeah. forced perspective, forced but perspective. it's really just a giant phone. Yeah. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we're back at Bill's, and the guys are in the kitchen talking, and uh, Dale has had enough. He said, I can't keep this up. It's not my nature to care about others. Boomhauer says. <laughs> yeah, man, a little yeah, routine, man, no little free routine, time. Work, Bill, work, Bill, work, Bill. Got a bullet in my own head, man. He said, got yeah. put a bullet in his own head. Wow. Yikes. But, but uh, that is, uh, this is another <laughs> trivia bit. So uh, we don't know what Boomhauer does for work at this point, but this is the only yeah, true. mention, the only mention until you see his badge at the, the that's the only time he ever says the word work or mentions really? working or having wow. a job. Mm. Well, Hank says, "Okay, I'm just going to take over you guys' shifts. I just got to work it out with my boss." <laughs> with my boss. Yeah. Uh, is Dale, what are you wearing? Dale's wearing nothing. Uh, yeah, he's wearing his Bill's, traditional shirt. Well, he's got Bill's shirt on underneath. Well, he's got silky the silky one, one on. Yeah. yeah, underneath. He goes, "He's good as dead. What's the difference?" Damn. Jeez. So now we're at Strickland's. It's all decorated for Christmas. Uh, Hank is in Buck's office, and he says, Sir, you know how I hate missing work during the holidays. But And uh, Buck pipes in and says, It's a Christmas party, right? Yeah, you need some time to set up. Well, you get it right. You invited a whole dang client sheet. Uh, no, sir, actually it concerns a friend of mine, and, well, it's it's a matter of life or death, really. Yeah, 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 just wrap it up one way or the other. We're going to have Donna Xerox your vacation days. 
That's rough. That's a bad guy to work for. Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't listen to a damn thing he said Nothing. other than, I'm just going to use up my vacation days. Yeah, just this. make sure she Xeroxes your vacation days. He's rough. So we're back at the hills. Uh, we're at the kitchen table. It is Hank and uh, Peggy sitting there, and he goes, I hadn't slept in two days. This morning, Bill tried to drown himself in the toilet. So you think you can find him a date? Peggy's like, oh, God. It, yeah, I wouldn't want to have to try to find this woman. dude a date. Because yeah. I, I would have to invite a woman over for dinner and, of course, never, never tell, tell her, her that Bill would be here. <laughs> and Hank's just like, okay, thanks, Peggy. And now we're at the fateful dinner. Uh <sighs> Peggy has uh, invited Mrs. Tobus over. Uh, Mrs. Tobus looks like the meanest woman I've ever seen in my life. She looks like a scary, uh, ghostly librarian. I don't remember what she looks like. She's very, yeah, I don't she's what very she looks like rough. Either. She's super <laughs> crude looking. She oh, yeah. is in the show. Yeah, she looks really, yeah. really rough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she looks... You see, yeah. You see this very <laughs> angry woman sitting at one end... Well, well, maybe she was happy because she's like, oh, a free, oh, a blind date. And then she sees it's Belle and just all happiness just left. I think this woman has a has a permanent scowl on her face. She probably does. It's that. And you know what? That is such a terrible trope for librarians to to have like the. Well, I don't the, know that she's a librarian. Well, uh, I'm just saying she looks like a librarian. Oh, looks like. And well, what I'm, you know what? And what I'm saying by that is she's got the frilly collar. I got you. you. know, the glasses, yeah. the tight That's what bun. the librarians look like yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. Well, and then they take their glasses off and they're all beautiful. They're all beautiful. That's yeah. how that works. Uh, Bill is sitting there with his, uh, his his military uniform on with the iguana on his shoulder. Very angry woman at the head of the table. Very angry. Goes, he goes, they won't let me have a knife. I'm in the middle of killing myself. Do you like iguanas, Mr. I'm, Tobus? I'm in the middle of <laughs> killing myself. <laughs> Do you like iguanas? I just love how Bill has never met a period. You know, he's just like, I'm in the middle of killing myself. Do you like iguanas, Mrs. Tobus? Yeah, and then she looks over at Peggy. You lied to me, Peggy. She goes, well, Mr. Dotrieve is a collector of exotic reptilia. reptilia. <laughs> you collect throw pillows. Yeah. <laughs> she says, I have some pillows, pillows on, on my couch. couch. Doesn't make me insane. <laughs> and in answer to your question, I find iguanas to be filthy, repulsive creatures. And then she says, why? I think we could all use a bath. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Bill says that. The iguana's presence, everybody needs to go bathe. She says, uh, and and then the the iguana just pees all over Bill's shoulder, all down his all down his chest. You just see it nasty, get dark, yeah. and he goes, "Well, you know, when it's on your own." And she goes, "You are a gross man." He just he just breaks down and says, "She, she will marry, marry me." She's she's like, uh, and the only one excited about this train wreck is Luann. It's, well, she's excited. Oh, yeah, it reminds her of being at Mama's house. Yeah. Yeah. he won't have to come over anymore. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> She says, uh, Mrs. Tobus says, I just want my coat. For the love of God, get me my coat. And uh, he grabs her coat. He's going to grab her coat. Bill is. But then Lady Bird sees uh, Lenore the iguana. And goes for her, yeah. And kind of freaks it out a little bit. So the iguana jumps down and runs across the table and out the window. Uh, that is a, uh, a real problem for Bill. Uh, he says, Lenore, don't leave me. And then... Uh, Peggy has to tell Miss Tobus, uh, Sheila, I should tell you right now, I've given him your number. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Bill, Bill jumps out the window after the iguana, uh, goes running for it, uh, and then uh, <laughs> we see Hank run after him, uh, and uh, Bill is kind of running around looking. He goes inside. 
And then we see Dale come around from the side carrying Bill's TV. Yeah, Dale's crazy. Hank's like, "What are you doing?" He says, "Oh, yeah, he, he would have wanted me to. Yeah, have he would have wanted me to have it because he's still alive. Nitpicking, nitpicking going to bring him back. Yeesh, <laughs> <laughs> Dale, come on. Uh, we're in Bill's. That's, I guess that's that, that's probably some of the darker stuff of the show. Is yeah, how, he's just taking how his Dale shit. is like stole his shirt, walking out of his house with his TV. Yeah. Well, you know, Hank nitpicking ain't gonna bring him back, and he's like <laughs> he's gonna be dead anytime. Like now. right there, yeah. <laughs> so we're in Bill's living room we're, with friends like that who needs enemies. That's true. We're in Bill's living room with uh, Bill and and uh, Hank, uh, and Bill's just help me, help me, Hank. He's grabbing onto his pants. He's on the floor. He's looking for Lenore. Uh, he says, Bill, can't you see this whole Lenore thing is your problem? The iguana, uh, these presents, this old tree, get rid of this stuff. No, no, I couldn't. See, when she comes back, he goes, he, she's never coming back. Hank has reached his tipping point. Yeah, he's, 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 he's not being, slept. Well, this is what he probably should have done to start with, yeah. is slap his buddy back into reality yeah. and kind of give him the harsh love that he needs and let him know, it's like, she don't want what's in this stupid box. Doesn't no. want this stupid stocking. She doesn't want what's in the stocking, yeah. the box. I mean, he starts throwing. She doesn't want anything. He starts throwing those presents at the wall. He's crushing them with his feet. I mean, yeah, he he's is, done. He's fed up because those presents have been sitting there for seven yeah. years. It's everything so much all at once yes. at the like worst possible time. Yes, that's yeah, absolutely yeah, true. Yeah, for sure. And I so maybe you know, I think I'm not again, I'm not a I am no psychologist or anything yeah. or psychi whatever. Yeah. Um I think maybe if everyone just got together I maybe gave him an intervention. I think an intervention would have worked. I just don't think that this group believes in intervention. Oh no! Yeah, yeah I don't no. think that they're the inter they have that mentality to do an intervention because literally when she said he needed a psychiatrist, Hank yeah. deflected and said he's not crazy, he's just suicidal. Well, basically, is, you know, that's a that's a, a weird phrasing for well, that. Well, basically, what happens here in a minute is kind of an intervention. Yeah, you know, it's like is. a forced one for some reason, to, but it's forced on everybody else, yeah. not on Bill. Not <laughs> just on Bill. Everybody's yeah. got to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's stomping the boxes. He's throwing them a thing. And finally, he's just like, okay, you feel all right? He said, I don't feel anything. Great. I knew you'd snap out of it. You sure you're okay? Yes. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, now. so he completely shed himself of emotion at this point, and he's just on autopilot. Yeah, and Hank's like, okay, good. We're done. He says, I can tell you, you were acting pretty weird there. And he says, all right, then. I'll see you tomorrow. And he just leaves. And Bill just slumps down the wall. You know, you know that there's something going on with Bill at this point. He is, yeah, he is it, pretty it, cracked. It gets it gets crazier. It gets darker. So we're back in the uh, the Hills kitchen, and Hank is telling Peggy, uh, "I was really hard on him, but it was for the best." Can you imagine if he'd shown up at our party with Lenore? She goes, uh, "Well, are you sure he's okay?" He goes, "I asked him twice, and then on top of the refrigerator, he sees Lenore." So he goes, oh, there's that lizard, grabs a lizard, and he's going to take him back over to Yeah, he's going to gonna go get him house. back to Bill, yeah. yeah. So he's over at Bill's house, and he's knocking on the door, and he's looking. Nobody's answering. He goes through, and then he sees a woman in the backyard with a dress on uh, hanging up laundry. She's got a big sun hat on, and she's hanging up laundry. And he goes, hey, who are you? What are you doing in Bill's backyard? Oh, Hank, don't you recognize me? I'm Lenore. Lenore. He goes, what is going on? Well, I'm just washing the dress for your big party, silly. You know, in this <laughs> in, in this scene right here, I don't feel bad for Bill anymore. You get a real yeah. break. Like, you don't get very many emotional breakdowns from Hank, but, like, 
this is like to me. I think this is like the first real yeah. like emotional breakdown. Yeah, it's a pretty big that, breakdown for because Hank he's Hank. he's had a lot of like other ep- episodes where he hints and he. I think it's just, but the, this is this really breaks Hank. I think it's watching a lack of like sleep. This. I think it's all of it. You it's know? all piled up. Plus, on he him. can't control it. You know, yeah, he doesn't no, understand all the other situations either. he controls and figures yeah. out and is able to navigate. But this one situation, because it's it's an outside element, it's not an element within his own home that he could control yeah. or like figure out kind of thing. It's like your buddy, like I shouldn't have to tell you to, you know, not feel this way or think this way. And you feel like, well, I'm a happy person. Dale's, you know, moderately happy. Boomhauer's happy. You're the only one in this group that has these, these issues, you know, especially when, um, you remember that Hank's only been with Peggy ever. So he's never had to be like, that's true. Lonely. That's true. Isn't that what it's like? Yeah. I, I if if uh you guys hear something in the background, Mason is doing double duty right now. I just want to call him out for doing such a good job. Yeah, he's doing crazy he work is, right uh, now. Yeah, he's, he's re- literally recording two podcasts he's at once. He's recording bloody happy hour in one room and then he's he's contributing to ours on the other the other board. So. Okay, Michael, stop talking. Good job. Stop hearing it. No, man, you're doing a good job. <laughs> no, you're That's all right I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, no, you just got to be recognized for what you do, man. You do some crazy stuff. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. So uh, we're still in the backyard, and, and Hank is just like, Bill, take off that dress. He goes, Why do you, you keep you... calling me Bill? My name is Lenore, silly. I've come back. I love the way his voice yeah. just cracks in and out the whole time. Yeah. I've come back because I love Bill so much. I really missed him. You know, hats off to uh, <laughs> Stephen Root on this, oh, this yeah. episode right here, too. Hank's like, No, uh, no. Nope, nope, it's too much. In high school, you blocked for me. I did my job, too. I ran through the hole, setting Arlen Heights' single-season rushing record, as you recall, and now here I am blocking for you, but you're not even trying. Yeah, he's just he's not even trying. He yeah. says, I don't even know what kind of game you're playing. Maybe some kind of crazy tennis. <laughs> he says, oh, Hank, uh, nice seeing you. I'll see you at the party. He said, no, 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 no. You stay away, you stay from, away my from my party. And Hank just leaves. No party. You got that? He goes, yeah. he goes I'm already invited, so there. Oh. <laughs> He's just going to come anyway. Wow. He's nuts. So we've got the three of them now, uh, Hank, uh, Dale, and Boomhauer in the <laughs> alley. And uh, they're out there drinking just like normal. And yep. then in comes Bill walking in a yellow dress with his purse. And what kills me are the white gloves. Just the, oh, the little white gloves. Oh, yeah, the little Lenore. White gloves. I just don't, you know, the Lenore that we. I just don't see Lenore being this this character that wears like know, the man. actual Lenore. I just love the touch of the white gloves. I, oh, I forget. What's it's not to like season what six or five that we actually see her. Something like yeah, that. something like yeah. that later I, on. Maybe yeah. they um maybe they had maybe um. Maybe the, their idea of her changed yeah. over time. Like, maybe get, so. Doesn't she get dropped off by? No, that was uh, Leanne's. That was that Leanne. Was yeah, yeah she no, got she dropped uh, off by she, a trucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. shows up at the. Um, oh yeah, yeah, we already know what t- when she shows up. So he comes walking up with his dress, his pretty, pretty dress, his purse, his white gloves. Oh, hello, do you gentlemen think you could share a beer for a lady? He said, "Ah, come on, Bill." Yeah. He said, "Oh, no, no, no. I don't know that. I'm Lenore. I'm Lenore." He just just keeps going on about the Lenore and Lenore. Well, if uh, you're Lenore, then where's Bill, huh? uh, Bill's (laughs) in the house. You want me to go get him? I'm skeptical that you could. (laughs) Yet intrigued that you may. (laughs) Bill. Bill walks off. That was great. Then he comes back, and he's now wearing a cardigan over his dress, and he goes, "Uh, uh, "I needed a wrap. Bill's busy. It's chilly." (laughs) <laughs> it says, yep. Hank says, that's it. And he just leaves. Yep. 
Uh, now we're in the Hill Kitchen, and uh, we are peeling potatoes. And Hank's sitting there peeling the oh. hell out of potatoes. So Peggy tells him, she goes, well, honey, you're peeling in anger. You should be able to get more than one French fry out of a whole Idaho. I like this. calls it an Idaho. He said, yeah, maybe I am angry. I use my vacation days bathing that son of a bitch. Boy, you know if Hank is calling somebody a son of a bitch, he which, is mad. Which, uh, this is the first uh, bitch that we get in the season. Really? In the episode, I don't think, or in the show, period. That's the first time the word bitch is used in the show. Says and uh, that uh, shows that the censors and stuff were pulling back in the 90s. And in the late 90s, the TV censors were pulling back that that got to air on primetime television. Someone saying for the word some bitch. reason, for some reason, which, <laughs> for some reason, for me, when I hear somebody say son of a bitch, it's it's all one word. Number yeah, one. S-O-N-U-V-A-B-I. And it's very uh, it's, yeah. it's a very Texas kind of maybe it's just southern. But like I remember, you know, my my grandfather didn't cuss a lot or anything like that. Boy, but if he got to the point where he was calling somebody a son of a bitch. Oh, it was on. Yeah, yeah, you're you mad. Know, if you're saying, if you're calling somebody's mother a bitch, you're pretty pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's, you know what, um, I don't know the way Rusty said that. tickled I've always, you know, it's, I've, I know this is off track. I've always wanted to call somebody a son of a bitch. Yeah. I just haven't had the chance yet. It's like to their face. You know, it's not like <laughs> yeah, just saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, it reminds me of like. Big it, things coming in 2023. Westerns. It reminds <laughs> so. me of Western movies and stuff like that where they're like, we got to catch that son of a bitch. Son dead or alive. You know, right. just, no, <laughs> wait. I mean, I've said it jokingly where like sure. I see a friend after sure. one time. I was like, yeah. man, you son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah I never yeah. actually. Yeah, it's either like, it's either like you're extremely pissed off at somebody, or you just saw a buddy you haven't seen in a while. It's you, true. Or, or they, or they, or they, or they, or they do something slick, like they give you a gift you weren't expecting, or something a little more expensive than what you bought them, and you're like, "You son of a bitch! You shouldn't have done that." <laughs> Hank yeah. is pissed off though. He says he, he used mad. his vacation days bathing that son of a bitch, and he threatens to crash my Christmas party. Peggy says he's not being an ingrate on purpose. The only way that Bill could get Lenore back was to become wow, her. Wow, that is a mind fuck. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there was some psychological basis to it. <laughs> well, wow. yeah, no shit, Peggy. Thanks. Here we go. I really like Luann's nugget of gold here. She goes, well, I don't know anything about psychology, but it sounds to me like Mr. Dotrieve needs closure. He needs to realize that Lenore is never coming back, and he just needs to move on with his life. It's the same thing Buckley's angel told me. <laughs> Peggy's like, well, Buckley's angel's the only one making sense here. Yeah. Uh, she says, oh, how about I invite the real Lenore to the party and just settle this thing once and for all? Luann says, oh, I hope it works. But if they show up in the same dress, it'll be a disaster. That's what she's worried about, showing up in the same dress. That's it. So now we're at the Christmas party. This is a big old wing ding that they're having at the uh, at the Hills house here. The whole place is uh, uh, decorated. They out, got the yeah. food out. They, they got the, the, the whole bar. Uh, and uh, uh, Mr. Buck Strickland is telling Hank, uh, listen, Hank, we got all our big clients here, big fish, little fish, so if you see some little fish cornering me, it's your job to pull me out. Hank says, well, we should treat all our clients like big fish, Mr. Strickland. He goes, yeah, yeah good. good. Same effort for the little, little fish. fish. <laughs> <laughs> in comes Bill. He is now in a dress with a big flowery hat. He's Lenore out cardigan. to the max. Uh, he takes his cardigan off, and it's just his hairy chest and a string of pearls. 
the uh, worst crowd he could do this. It in. is pretty much the it's worst. It's not the crowd best place to show yeah. up like that. Yeah. Bobby, not even being impacted by any of this, comes up and says, "May I offer you a homemade tater tot, Mister and, and Mrs. Dotrieve?" <laughs> <laughs> He might understand the situation better than anybody with that with that comment. Well, that's true, I guess. Uh, Mr. Strickland says, what the hell's going on here, Hank? I ordered a Santa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hank says, Hank trying to defuse the situation. Yeah. says, I ordered a Santa, and this is some kind of mistake. Uh, and then he goes over to Bill. Bill, get out. Lenore. He goes, Bill, I want to stay and mingle. Lenore, who is me? He sure does love a party. Party, party, party. <laughs> and then he pours himself a glass of wine and picks up a beer at the same time. That's not good. Uh, Bobby, uh, phone call for your mother, you know, and hands the phone to uh, Peggy. Peggy. So in the script, it said, hello, Lenore. Oh, hold on. That is not what Peggy says. Peggy says, yellow. Yellow. My father, the only way he ever answers the phone is is yellow. Yellow. I do the same thing. Yellow. Not even, not even knowing that I'm doing it. Really? uh, Yellow. Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't know where that comes from. It's just a southern, maybe Texas. Where's your dad from? Only from Texas, or my father? Yeah, Yeah, my dad is too. My dad, my dad answers the phone sometimes yellow, or uh, he'll answer it sometimes depending on what mood he's in. If he's like in a mood when you call him, he'll say speak. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he does that. That's rough. Like yeah. it'll be well, not necessarily with me, but like I've seen him. Like somebody calls him that he, he's he's already annoyed at whatever, and then the person that yeah. calls him is generally somebody who is generally annoying to That's him. That's a rough that one, man. Speak, you know, my I, God, I'm, damn, Mr. Rusty's dad. I'm gonna steal that. There you go. <laughs> I only ever just do what's up. <laughs> I'm on the cultures. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing that next time somebody calls me. I'm just gonna be like. Fake <laughs> talk That's words. So rough. Yeah, that is rough. That's brash. So uh, or uh, or uh, the one I like is bueno. I'm bueno. Bueno. Peggy picks up the phone and says, "Yellow Lenore." Oh, hold on, Bill. It's the real Lenore. And uh, what? Bill's just like, oh. Yeah, he kind of slaps out of it. She goes, uh, "What? Oh, oh, honey, you have to come by. Okay. How about I just hand the phone to Bill? Would really help if you could just tell him you send your love." Oh, okay. I sh- okay, sure. I understand. Never mind, Bill. She hangs up the phone. So Lenore is not coming. That shock's not going to happen. That was a joke. That had to have been like her trying to diffuse and calm the situation in some kind of weird way. Well, no. I think she literally invited Lenore. Oh, you think she literally yeah, invited Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know why she thought. Yeah, but in any years, universe, I don't know why she Lenore would well, ever do that's, that's the that's the thing that I found weird about that is why would she invite Lenore after seven years of dealing with Bill? Wouldn't she? Because she's trying to, to shock him. Does back? she do it every year though? That's no, 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 no. Uh, it's because what she said earlier. She said she was going to invite her to the party. And also, how did they even have her phone number? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. know where Lenore is. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking that. Seven years of dealing with this crap, they were kind of finally fed up, so she invites Lenore to the deal. Uh-huh. So then she goes out, and she has to go find Lenore. And at this time, the internet, you know, I mean, you know, the I'm internet's around. I'm assuming they know where Lenore is. I yeah, mean, she might not be. She might just, just be across to. town. Yeah. That might be that, that kind of situation just where. Still in, just in Texas. She's still just in yeah. Arlen. Like, she like, might yeah. even just be still in Arlen. I mean, just, they got divorced. It's she, not like. She may live around a corner. They beat each other to no, death. No, I thought she, I thought she ran off with a. Uh, she ran off with somebody. Uh, well, she I think she circus. did too, but you don't have to run far when you're running with somebody. She probably just ran to, ran across town. So at this point, the crowd starts turning on Bill. This is not the Christmas crowd that you want uh, with a guy in a dress. Yeah. And uh, they said, my God, look at this guy. This woman says, is this a joke? Because if it is, I don't get it. The other guy calls him He's a, a freak. freak. 
then Boomhauer comes up and says, I'll tell you what, man, it's getting ugly in here, man. He's just building that dress, going to get that ass whoop on him. <laughs> and then the crowd turns even uglier. They say, go back to Hollywood. This isn't the Democratic National Convention. You crashed the wrong party. So we and that's, get, that's and, a joke. Uh, uh, Joe Jack. Joe Jack. Joe saying, Jack, yeah, You yeah, crossed yeah. the wrong party, honey. honey. Yeah, and then... And that's uh, what's crazy about this, and this... They literally say, we don't need your kind. Yeah, that's, that is that is super, super crazy about this episode. So you get your first... This is, to me, this is the first television representation that I ever, uh, I personally had ever seen of a transsexual, like, attitude or feelings. Like, because he's not really a transsexual. He's going through yeah. some kind of, like, mental psychosis that's causing him to we'll see. disassociate from him actually, his actual self. Yeah. And it's crazy that you get this. So he's in this at this party and they're thinking he's there as a transsexual. Yeah. That's the reason why they're saying the only other that one kind that, of party, the, you know, the only other one that I can pull from would be Klinger from mash. You yeah. Know, he yeah. dressed up like a woman, but he was trying to get out he was of trying the to service. Get kicked out of the yeah. service. Yeah yeah. 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 So anyway, the crowd turns on him and then, uh, Hank, which uh, was kind of ex- exploiting the, the, uh, a transsexual attitude or mentality is what that show. Oh, he sure. Kind of exploited yeah, it absolutely. a little bit. Uh, Hank finally, saves his friend, comes out wearing, uh, I'm assuming, one of Peggy's dresses over his own clothes and says, woohoo, yeah, now we're having he's fun. He's really blocking. He's yeah, really, that's right. He's it's really this kind of party. Anything goes. Ooh. Extra fun. He does a little jig right there in front of everybody. <laughs> Dale says, ooh, Hank, this wasn't on my invitation. Did you uh, give Bill a special invitation? <laughs> Bill freaks out when he sees this. And he goes, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And he just runs out. Yep. Peggy, left to kind of pick up the pieces, says, well, okie dokie, everyone. Let's play Boggle, huh? It's not usually played with such a large group, but it's Christmas, so let's sing a song. (laughs) She's just trying real, real hard to diffuse this thing. Yeah, they're they're trying. And then, you know, I really like Hank's use of psychology in this episode. He really uses... He did. At the very end here, he he really uses... like I can't beat you in in my way. Yeah. I can't beat you. I've tried. I've took care of you. I washed your ass. I, I changed Hank, your clothes. I think Hank had to snap. And then Hank you know, snaps, to and get he's to like, this point. "Well, the only way to beat him is to just be him." Yeah, yeah. So he runs after him out into the street. Uh, Bill thinks that Hank is making fun of him. He says, "Stop teasing me." He goes, Bill, I am Lenore, and I don't love you. <laughs> I just love how he goes into yeah, that voice. Yeah, I love it. I don't goes, love you. No, Hank, I'm Lenore. I left you forever because you're lazy and no good. Lenore, we fight so loud. All the neighbors can hear. We fight during the day. We fight during the night. W- w- Lenore, wait. We can work his stuff out. I'm a good husband. Hank continues with Bill. If I wanted to work things out, I would have called. I don't love you anymore. That's it. I don't love you. And then that's when you see uh, Bill snap. And yeah, he's Bill like, snaps. He's like, that's all? That's why you left? It's as simple as that? And you didn't even have the courtesy to send me a Dear John letter? He well, starts I, to realize his own he does, worth. yeah. He goes, I tell you what, I consider that rude. And I'll tell you something, I am worth a Dear John letter. I'll tell you that right now. And there are a lot of women who would agree with me. So you know what? You go ahead. You get out. Get out. You don't deserve William Fontaine de lo Well, he said his whole name on that one. Yeah. That's a mouthful. Do we? So is that why... He just held that torch for so long just because she ne- she said nothing? I think so. I think she just up and left. Yeah. And he was like, it, you I know. Mean, that, that is harsh. That's it really was harsh. zero closure for him. Yeah. yeah, nothing. Yeah, there was no closure. So, yeah, he had she a just wife left and him. then one day he didn't. Yeah, she you just know? left him. But there, that's why she left It him. was almost like she died, you know. But it's even worse because she didn't die. She's still around. She just wants nothing to do with it. Nothing to do that's with it That's crazy. Yeah. 
It's fucked up. It is. It is pretty messed up. Uh, and then uh, uh, he said, he goes, okay, Bill, that's what I'm doing then. And he just takes off the dress, you know, kind of symbolizing that Lenore is leaving. Right. And I like, and this right here, I like it because it ties the whole show together. Yeah. It takes away from the, the darkness of it. It alleviates all of the, uh, well, the sure. angst and anguish the show had. And then he goes, yeah, I Bill. hit rock bottom there, didn't I, Hank? And he goes, yep, and Hank goes, and hard. And, hard. <laughs> and then he goes, well, then it's all uphill from now. And then Hank goes, yep, the wind's at your bag, buddy. Merry Christmas. And they just stare Merry at the Christmas. stars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, and then, uh, and then we see Dale, uh, uh, come out in a dress behind him and goes, yeah, because they're geek. not in dresses anymore and runs off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took off right. He's geek. He does that geek, geek noise. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's the it. end of it. Pretty, pretty dresses. That was pretty, a, pretty uh, that was a, a uh, unique episode. It's yeah. a unique episode. I, I enjoyed it. I like um, the episode too. It is, it does have a, you know, a lot of the dark, it's, it's got a, a lot it's a really of dark, dark especially for a Christmas episode. Yeah. Like, come on, it's a Christmas episode. It's still so very dark. good, though. Uh, it 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 definitely develops Bill a little more than we had. In yeah, the past, it gives you so. it gives you an insight a little bit to what Bill has dealt with. Sure, this is the first episode to mention the name of Bill's ex-wife. Really? I yep. thought we had talked about Lenore before. Nope. This is the first episode to mention her name. Huh. We talk about her, but not in name. Not this weird. is the first mention of her name and that she left him seven years ago. So you do, yeah, they talk about Bill's ex-wife, but she's never given a, a name until this specific episode. So huh. you know that hmm. he's divorced, but you don't know who he's divorced from. It's well, crazy. It took episode. him three seasons to do that. No kidding. Yeah, right. it is crazy. Yeah. But that's what I like about it because it gives, it gives it's a development arc. You don't just get everything right at the beginning. It, it develops into something because if we would have known who Lenore was before this episode it probably wouldn't I don't think it would have had the same like uh, I don't think it would have felt the same if if you would have known her name prior That's true. I think it made it a harder hitting yeah. episode the fact that they've alluded to this situation but this is our first time that we really get like and it's crazy too to me this particular episode that they didn't ease us into the darkness of Lenore and his relationship Yeah, you get Lenore's name you get the whole situation and then you get this extreme darkness all in the same episode. They did it all at one time kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like the episode where we actually do finally see her, but I kind of wish she never actually showed up. You know? Lenore? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I kind of wish yeah. they left the illusion of Lenore, too. There was always something really cool to me with, like, situation comedies or shows that had that character that you never uh, saw. The, um, crap, what was uh, Norm's wife's name? Yeah, exactly. Or Maris and Frazier. Yeah, just The character exactly. you never see. You just never see him, yeah. Or, or no, the, the president, uh, for recent, uh, the uh, President Hughes and Veep, you never actually there you see go. him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Or or, uh, I just I always like that as a comedic thing. Or kind of like cool. in uh, Tim the Toolman, you all you see yeah. is uh, his yeah. neighbor's eyes or something. You only see like yeah. a little um, bit, or you don't see the character at all. Home improvement. Home improvement. Yeah, I like that stuff. So the episode that she does eventually pop up in is not till season five, and is the only appearance of her. And it is uh, Hank and the Great Gra Glass Elevator. It's when Bill yeah, Bill kind of ties up with Ann Richards, and you see Hank's yeah. ass. Yeah, he thinks everybody's gonna yeah. moon in the elevator, but it was only him in the elevator yeah. mooning. So that's, that's a good the one. only appearance of Bill's wife, unless you count this one as Lizard Lenore. Lizard Lenore, yeah. which it does say in the uh, in the trivia here. Oh, what happens to the iguana? I want to know where the iguana goes. I'm assuming it just ran off somewhere. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, Hank found it on top of his refrigerator. We got some voices in this one, too. The true crime of this episode is, know you know that iguana just, like, urinated all over their house <laughs> overnight. <laughs> <Jim> <laughs> <Go Trees. laughs> 
So Miss Tobis, let's see who she's voiced by because apparently she's a voice. She has a voice actor. I don't. I, I didn't want to forget the the voice actor here. Yeah, sure. So it's a voice actor by the name of Janet Waldo. Never heard of Janet her. Janet so Waldo. We her found up. her. Uh, so Janet Waldo. Ooh, wow. She she is prolific in voice acting. Then, if you want to call the Jetsons, oh she yeah, was, she voiced Judy Jetson. Oh really? She voiced Nancy in Shazam. She voiced in what? Uh, a cartoon Shazam? called Shazam. It okay. aired from 67 to 68, and uh, it was a genie. There's a genie in that episode called Shazam. Uh, Penelope Pitstop. Uh, Penelope Pitstop. She did Who Josie she in and Penelope Josie and the Pitstop. Pussycats. She was on radio, too. She was the title character in Meet Corliss Archer. Who was she in uh, Penelope Pitstop? She was Penelope Pitstop. Really? Oh, yeah, she okay. is Penelope oh, Pitstop. Cool. And not only is she, is she Penelope Pitstop, she's Penelope Pitstop in both Wacky Races and The Perils of Penelope Yeah, I was going to ask you if you knew who Penelope <laughs> yeah, Pitstop yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly yeah. who she is. Uh, she's the one that gets tied to the Wacky railroad Wacky Races is actually one of my favorite ones. But, uh, yeah, so she did, She was in Adam Ant and the Secret Squirrel Show. Uh, uh, she did all that Hanna-Barbera stuff. Yeah, she was in a lot of Hanna-Barbera stuff. Yeah. Uh, she actually did some voices in Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Uh, she voiced Morticia in the short-lived adaptation in 1973. Uh, she was the Adam's voice family. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. She was the voice of Princess and Susan in the English-language version of Kagaku Ninja Tai Gachaman. God bless you. Known as Battle of the Planets. And she did Hagatha wait, what, in the Wait, wait, hang, 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 She was somebody in Battle of the Planets? Yes. She was voice of Princess and Susan in Battle of the Planets. What year? Uh... I imagine the show came out in the 70s, right? Special Ninja Team Gotcha yeah, Man. Yeah, but you said something about uh, the English language version. I guess that's just the dubbed version. Because Battle of the Planets is one of my all-time favorites. Battle of the Planets came out like when you were, you were like, that's your era of anime, Battle of the right? Planets was, was <laughs> probably, Battle of the Planets and uh, what's the one with the big uh, battleship? Um, um Oh, there's a giant ship that goes through the sky. It looks like a regular battleship, but they're on it to going through space. You don't know. You keep looking at me. This oh, is before man. my time, man. Yeah, no, yes. she definitely, uh, she she definitely was a part. Of, I don't think my dad was even alive at this point. <laughs> she was right? a part of that. She's definitely a part of that show. Yeah. So so she was the uh, she was a part of the dubbed. I guess yeah. The the English dub. Yeah. Whenever the English dub, I guess the English dub was released, you know, similar was, to when the show came out. There was Battle of the Planets. Yeah, uh, came out in 1972. So Battle yeah, of the Planets, oh, which is this. It says it right, right? here. Yeah, yeah, it says it right here. But Battle the other one the, the other one I was thinking of is, uh, um, oh, shit, now I had it. Star Troopers. No. Oh. Star, Star, Star Troopers? Star, no, it's not Star Troopers. Starship Troopers? No, it's not that. No, I screwed up. But yeah, it says here, Battle of the Planets is an American adaptation of the Japanese anime Science Ninja Team Gotcha Man 1972. So, out of the 105 original Gotcha Man episodes, 85 are used in the Battle of the Planets adaptation produced by Sandy Frank Entertainment. The adaptation was generally faithful to the plot and character development of the original Gotcha Man series, but significant additions and reductions were made in order to increase appeal to a North American television market of the late 1970s 
as well as avoiding controversy from parents, which anybody who knows anything about anime, when it comes to the American market, they remove graphic violence, they remove profanity, remove nudity, uh, Dragon Ball, whenever it was washed down for the American market. If you watch the original one, it's kind of funny because Goku, when he first meets Bulma, runs up and just like pats her on her crotch, trying to find out what her gender is. It's yeah, it's very so very the, funny stuff going on. The other one I was talking about is called Star Blazers. Star Blazers. Yeah, Star Blazers is the big one. It was actually called Space Battleship Yamato. Oh wow, which is named after an actual Japanese battleship. Yeah, Yamamoto. Yeah, yeah, it got it, it was it was actually the largest yeah. battleship ever. Still, yeah, still ever made. So it has nothing to do with any of this, but. Uh, that's that's what I was yeah. thinking of. Well, that was the voice actor Janet Waldo. Yeah, so she is. Uh, you know, if you've ever listened to Judy Jetson or anything like that, she is a prolific. That's prolific to me. And as far as animation goes, uh, in 1990, she completed her role as Judy Jetson. That was the last time she ever played Judy Jetson in the Jetsons movie that came out in the 90s. So. She was Princess, and who else? Uh, Susan. Is that what it okay. says? Something like that, Susan. But uh, this this lady's been around for a really long time on radio. She had a huge radio career. Uh, you know, she, she was, she, she was born in like 1911 or something like that. So she yeah. had a huge radio career. Uh, I bet she looked just like that character in m- King of the Hill. Maybe she probably would She's at like that time that was made because, uh, she has since passed. Uh, oh, so sorry. I think, uh, yeah, she died in 2016, but she was born in 1919. So you yeah. gotta think, uh, she was around for radio. Actually, her husband's name was Robert E. Lee. Battle of the Planets. These guys would dress up like birds and uh, uh, fight other people dressed like birds. Uh, and they were called G-Force was the name of the crew. Yeah, so she, so from what I'm reading here, she'd been on radio. This has nothing to do with it. It doesn't. She'd been on the radio for a really long time, but her yeah. first TV appearance was, uh, her name was Peggy. Which is funny. Wow. Her first TV appearance, her name was Peggy as a teen, like smitten a with Ricky Ricardo on a 1952 episode of I Love Lucy titled The Young Fans. It's like a flying she was Chardonnay. 30, she was 33. Okay. I turned 33 this year. Okay. She was 33 in 1952. Somebody had to be. Well, she was, she was she was 33. <laughs> that was her break on yeah. TV. Was yeah. in, she was 33 years old when she got her TV break. Well, that just shows you how much time there was in between her voice appearance on this in comparison oh, to yeah. when well, she, she did a lot her of work, career, though. actually. Yeah, by the time she did. But she was on the Andy Griffith Show. Uh, she was uh, Emmy Lou for some early TV episodes of The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Okay. So she'd been, she was around for, she was around for a long forever. Time. She was... Beth Crane as a descendant of Ichabod Crane in the episode The Headless Horseman of Halloween from Scooby-Doo in 1976. <laughs> and she also played a- Aggie Wil- Wilkins or Witch McCoy in the episode The Ozark Witch Switch in 1977. Okay. So I feel like we've lost our way here just a bit. Yeah. So there you go, guys. We've That's all about a, King of the Hill. Down a rabbit hole. All right, Rusty, tell them where they can find us. Guys, you can find us at Linktree. That's Link tr.ee slash b-w-a-a-a-k-o-t-h that has all of our links there that also has our spotify playlist we're gonna uh erase that and clear that and add some uh, a fresh playlist for the new year for you guys here pretty soon are we uh yeah just 10 okay. songs from you 10 songs cool. from me just a 20 yeah. song playlist we'll, we'll just delete it all add 10 new songs i got some new stuff uh i have a few new songs to add on there too well old songs but new new songs sure uh for the playlist. new to you new well new to the playlist probably oh. not new to me 
but just new to the playlist. Sure. I've been listening to, I, I don't know, I, I changed my music to what I'm listening to the this month. So I'll add a few songs from my, my weird hippie, hippie, hippie mix of music that I've been listening sure. to. All right. You can also find us at roguemedianetwork.com. And uh, we will be back with a, uh, a Friday episode. Yep. And again, guys, uh, please, uh, we still don't have anybody that's really put in for the AI thing. We only have one submission so far. So if you guys could get in some more submissions on that, that way we have more than one story to read. Or he wins the shirt by default if nobody wants to be competitive. Yeah, we're giving away free T-shirts here, guys. All you got to do is yep. come up with an AI. You, you don't even do have to write the story. AI. Don't have to write it. Just, just like goad the AI into writing it. Yep, but uh, yeah, we'll read whatever we've got, and uh, whoever whoever has the best story will give away a shirt. Yep, thank you so much. So we will see you guys next time, and thanks to Mason, thanks to Rusty, I am Mike. Wimitanye. Wimitanye, indeed. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Breast milk science. It's a thing. And it's our thing. We're Byheart. We're an infant formula company on a mission to get a lot closer to the most super, super food on the planet. Breast milk. Our patented protein blend has more of the important and most abundant proteins found in breast milk. We're the first and only U.S.-made formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. We make our formula in our own factories in Iowa, Oregon, and Pennsylvania, using a small batch manufacturing process that works to preserve the integrity of our ingredients. We ran the largest clinical trial by a new infant formula company in 25 years and clinically proved benefits like easier digestion, less gas, and softer poops versus a leading infant formula. We were the first infant formula company to earn the Clean Label Project Purity Award. And while we've put a lot into Byheart, there's a long list of things you won't see on our ingredient list, like no corn syrup, no maltodextrin, no GMO ingredients, no soy, no palm oil. Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.